You're listening to Campus Review Radio. Well, at the moment, there's a myriad of, of government incentives they, that are called employer incentives for those employing apprentices and trainees. They total, in general, uh, per the life of either an apprenticeship or traineeship, uh, about $4,400. Uh, those pa- that payment is, uh, uh, is divided into uh, a commencement payment for the, uh, the employer when they take on the apprentice. Uh, and depending on the, the type of traineeship or apprenticeship, uh, either a progression payment or a, uh, the remainder is a completion payment paid to the employer at the end of the successful completion of the apprenticeship or traineeship. And that's been in place. You know, There's been all sorts of variations on that theme for about 20 years now. When, when the Howard government, since the Howard government basically you know, uh, opened up the apprenticeship system and started to invest a significant amount of dollars into supporting employers to take on apprentices and trainees. Um, and I guess what we're saying, and as are many other um, stakeholders um, uh, this year and previous years, is that um, given the ongoing problem and challenge of a significant percentage of, of non-completions, and I think they average about 50% across all traditional trades, um, there clearly is a need to uh, fundamentally redesign uh, the approach um, that government adopts when it comes to providing assistance to those employers who wish to take on apprentices and trainees. Certainly not a case of just sort of throwing money at, uh, you know, we have done that for a long time in the context of trying to encourage more and very successfully over many years, uh, encourage more and more employers to, you know, take up uh, a trainee or an apprentice. Uh, I think uh, we're, we've fallen short, and that's what everybody's mainly concerned about, is uh, what to do to ensure that you successfully progress and complete an apprenticeship uh, rather than just encourage record numbers of employers to commence uh, with a trainee or apprentice, half of whom don't complete uh, even the first year of that apprenticeship journey. So you not only have wastage of taxpayer funds, you have uh, uh, you know, a, a bad experience for the trainee or the apprentice. Uh, you have a, uh, a bad experience possibly for the employer who may not go back into the training game again. Um, so we need to make sure that the infrastructure we put in place is one that actually delivers and guarantees, not guarantees, but delivers a greater rate of success that currently is the place. So we're saying that um, the ever-diminishing pool of taxpayer funds should be uh, put fairly and squarely and directly at those employers who can actually prove they have the infrastructure in place uh, that is needed to successfully commence, i.e. proper recruitment and selection processes at the beginning, which may include pre-apprenticeship courses as well, uh, successfully progress which may involve you know, ongoing mentoring, coaching, pastoral care, uh, uh, ability to look after the needs of many apprentices uh, outside of the, the work hours, um, and the ability to successfully complete, which provides all sorts of uh, ongoing assistance uh, leading up to the final completion, the year of the apprenticeship, and often post-placement support as well. Um, now, a lot of employers 
um, who are steeped in the history of apprenticeship training have those uh, components of infrastructure in place. A lot don't. And we're saying that uh, the government needs to be a bit more thoughtful as to how it goes about distributing funds. Uh, it should expect more, taxpayers should expect more uh, of where those funds are and how they're used. Uh, and we're saying that group training organisations have that infrastructure in place and if employers don't have it themselves, they should use group training organisations. We're saying um, in respect of school-based apprenticeships, uh, given that the, uh, uh, the school-based uh, arena has been one that the group training network has been uh, well uh, attuned to for the last 25 years, we're saying that in that respect, um, the school-based apprenticeship aspect of the total apprenticeship system should be through group training. Of course, uh, there are particular needs. Group training organisations have very strong ties with schools across the country. Uh, but we're not saying that um, in the uh, the general apprenticeship system that all goes through GTOs. That would be, uh, you know, impracticable. When these policies are sort of put in place and 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 numbers are plucked out of the air, often um, uh, that you know we've always believed that when it comes to apprenticeship incentive policy, that governments have too often adopted a one size fits all. Um, that they have not provided enough thought and weighting to particular needs in particular areas. Um, there's, you know, providing support to an apprentice in regional, rural, remote Australia is very different often from providing support uh, to an apprentice in uh, the eastern suburbs of Sydney. Um, you know, a lot more uh, resourcing, a lot more work is required to attend to the needs of the apprentice, to attend to the needs of the host business who's got the, who is hosting the apprentice. Um, there is just a lot more resourcing, and we're just arguing that given the, the varying degrees of difficulty uh, for a lot of employers in, in regional, rural, remote Australia, uh, that um, there should be uh, uh, recognition of that in government policy and um, incentive uh, should be increased. Our job is to uh, just continue to advocate and to argue um, common sense to government uh, about uh, what is what works and what doesn't. Uh, we believe that the policies we've put up are ones that are uh, born of common sense and experience of the group training network. Um, uh, beyond that, we're not in a position to sort of um, you know put a bet one way or the other uh, in respect of how confident one is. But uh, as I said, we can only advocate to government based on what our own network is telling us and um, these are the issues that we believe are, are front and centre. Uh, the government has for a long time been uh, trying to redesign and reassess and, and uh, um, um, you know, re-litigate the whole apprenticeship policy system. Um, uh, we still have a long way to go to get it right, uh, but some of the issues that we've put down we believe are uh, integral components to a, a more successful overall policy which will see a high completion rate which is what everybody wants.